This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical situations. That means that unless you're streets ahead, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Bain. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as You Can't Disappoint a Picture, Celebrities in the Real World. This is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hi Everybody MD or by visiting www.hieverybodymd.com. You can also leave us messages, text us, whatever. 530-DOCTORB. That is 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B. Originally, I was going to say the B stands for bites, but Johnny says I should pick something that is the worst, so I say Brita. Britta's the worst. She's the AT&T of people. <laughs> what? I, what was your, what was your, you might remember me from? Okay. Well, so, wow, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first off, um, hi, Dr. Greg Winter. Hi. Hey, what's, <laughs> what's up? Uh, we are discussing this week, season two, episode six of Community Epidemiology. And my fake podcast was when, <laughs> Le- um, when Troy meets LeVar Burton. What and what was it? In community, you can't you can't disappoint a picture because uh, he was supposed to get yeah, a fake yeah. signed picture of Lavar Burton. Get it? I get it. And I like he, it. And then he met Lavar Burton. Yeah. And yep. then he cries. Never meet your heroes. Yep. But you know what? This is probably one of the best ways to start Hortober. Yeah, it is definitely one of the best ways to start or continue, depending on when this episode comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, touche. For us to start recording, frightening Tober. Hortober. It's feel, it feels like you're really just not on board for Hortober. I just want to be real clear I'm, that this I'll is Hortober. All right, but it's a combination have, of horror and October. Yeah, and this I have has a, nothing to do with the other things that. And you sometimes do. when I speak, I speak very quickly and I drop certain syllables. Hortober. I mean, it's Hortober. You can't do Hortober. It doesn't sound as good. No. It's Hortober. It's Hortober. We, and also, like we've. We've been doing Hortober for four years. <laughs> we have. I think we have precedent that we can say Hortober and mean it in a non-judgmental way. It is because we like horror movies and because it's October. And horror TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jackson, this episode has been on our list for a long time. Yeah. Why is that? Um, because horror and zombies and food poisoning, which is so hot right now, like vomiting and diarrhea. Oh, man. So many cases of that. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Um, and then just... W- wash your hands, folks. I mean, seriously. Also, if you go to a pool at a hotel and it says, don't go swimming if you had diarrhea in the last 40 hours, 48 hours, really follow it. Because I'm pretty... Or do you know what? Just don't go in the pool. Or if you do, don't dunk your head on the water. If you see other people in the pool, don't go in the pool. I yeah. think that's maybe yeah. the safest way to I was, do it. I mean, I was at like a hotel, I think two weeks ago, and that water was definitely cloudy. Murky? Murky is good. Like a hazy. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> nice hazy oh, IPA. Yeah. Let's open with what we think the episode was about. And we've already done an episode on food poisoning recently. Um, oh yeah, we did. Literally the last one we recorded. Yes. Uh, and so as far as the, obviously you can get food poisoning from poorly stored military rations. I mean, I think that that was clearly not military rations. I (laughs) think that was some sort of, um, uh, some sort of biological experiment 
Right. And I, I really enjoy the the principal reading the code phrase into the phone, which immediately goes to whatever secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like click, click. I also, you know, Jackson always brings it up, but that guy has an Oscar. Yeah. It's worth knowing that the dean Jim Rash, yeah, the Jim dean Rash has an Oscar, and what also he, he deserves it. Um, the is it like Descent- Little Miss Sunshine? Or no, something? it's like the des- not oh. Descendants. It was like something kind of along those lines, and I can't remember. Right It'll now. be in the show notes because we can't remember. Yeah, but MREs are supposed to last for a long time. Yes, um, I think when my friend MREs meals ready to eat, meals ready to expel, meals <laughs> rejected by the enemy. <laughs> these I were like heard that one. Those were slang terms that I remembered my residents teaching me about MREs. I did. Uh, I did really enjoy. Th- there's a YouTube channel I like with Steve 1989. Is I don't know. It's a guy who just sits there and eats MREs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. We have a very similar YouTube. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about uh, hooves being cut open so that the pus can come? You up? mean the hoof GP? Yeah, I, I appreciate I, it. Yeah. I appreciate the hoof GP. The hoof as GP well. is great. Um. No, but I, I actually like that uh, MRE channel. And like, so part of that is MREs are are designed to last forever. They're, they're basically designed Shelf for... stable. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're designed for military personnel who are in the worst conditions possible to be able to eat something. And it has to be calorie dense. And then it also has to be like tasty. And there are some pretty interesting websites of of active duty people going through and explaining like... How to trade your rations for to to make better food? Yeah, like the mix and match. Cheddar. Yeah, exactly. Mix and match. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean, just like anything, there are there are good and bad versions of it, and MREs are it's food like anything else. Yeah, food is in quotes. Yes, and I think the food that they had all came in kind of like party trays, which is mm-hmm. not how MREs are packaged no. in general. They're usually packaged in very waterproof. It, it, yeah, seal. waterproof like it's vacuum a, bags. It is for it is a one person meal, mm-hmm. and um, you cook it by basically adding water to the main compartment, which and hoping you have hot water. Well, they oh have no, the it, it's the it's auto. It oh, auto-heats, okay. yeah, yeah. They have like a, a little. It's a really package. it's a very strange thing, and like also if you've never had one, it's kind of good. And then you have like a second one in a row, and you're like, uh, I get why these are not. So, not so generally, good. when you have the first one, it's because you're on a camping trip and you need something calorie dense. And I mean, but you, in my a, experience, the other thing is like you never need anything calorie that calorie dense. If you are not in the military, you do not need an MRE. They are convenient and they're it's easy to store, and also like they're it's not going to kill you. So that that's a good a good easy way to go. And to it eat, takes a while for it to go bad. Yeah, it too. takes a long, long time, especially if you don't, as long as you don't puncture the bag, as long as the bag is intact. Or get it wet. You can get it. If the oh, bag's yeah. intact, the bag's you can intact, get it wet. Can get yeah, that's wet. gremlins. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not talking about bubbles. Do not feed your, uh, MRE, your MRE, after MRE after midnight. That's very confusing. It is very confusing. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes on, though, in that episode where Pierce gets really sick, and they describe him as sweaty and puffy. Which he does look sweaty and puffy. Oh, you know, you skipped over... I think a pretty important thing, which mm. was the first, I mean, this would probably be chronologically the first mention of human centipede. Oh, yes. my God. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was saving that. But uh, the the dean uh, in his voice notes uh, talks about uh, checking Netflix for something called human centipede. Was it ever on Netflix? I'm I don't sh- think so. Uh, Inaccurate. <laughs> it, it, this was like 2009, 2010. It might have been in the DVD delivery system. Ooh. Oh, that certainly is. The, I don't. I don't think it was ever on streaming. Yeah. I think when I saw it, it was either on um, iTunes, HBO, or Hulu. I saw it on iTunes. 
because I still own it. And <laughs> you I'm, still own it. I'm very upset. Even, even though you can't access your <laughs> iTunes anymore? No, it's still there. Oh. And it's really upsetting that when I look at movies that I've purchased, I've purchased a few movies for this podcast. Oh, wait, but you can't get it through Apple TV even though oh, no, you have it you on can. iTunes? Oh, okay. You can. But do so, you have so, to rebuy it? No. Okay. okay. So you can watch it again if you really want so to. So you're saying that... When I go home, I can use your login <laughs> to watch Human Centipede again. Yes. And, and decide how medically accurate it is. <laughs> I will sit down and really figure out what the question is. We will have a Greg Winter solo episode. <laughs> did we all watch that one together? Yes, we did. I think we did. Oh, my God. That was was Courtney there? Probably. I think so. She probably hated us. This was at your old place before we had the good microphone. That is true. So yeah. we kind of... We need to do a revisit. Yeah, I'm sick that day. I mean... It's, like, a, you got it's, food an easy, yeah. it's an easy one to do. <laughs> How medically do have, accurate is it? 100%. And we really have to fill out yeah. Hortober. So. Yeah. It, it, it's an easy one to do. Um, but yeah, that it was a. I, Greg brings up a good point. It probably did come through the. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think I brought out that point. Johnny did. Yeah. Johnny brought up a this good point. This is going to really confuse Greg's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> Um, where were we? So we were talking about uh, well, we were, we were talking about uh, Pierce's symptoms. Yeah, um, sweaty and puffy is definitely a good way to describe when someone gets the stomach flu. It, I think the best way to kind of think of it is all your blood kind of rushes to your stomach uh, when you're sick, and it's kind of churning through. So you get really pale and clammy because all the blood's kind of rushing out of your head and your body in general. By head, I mean just like your skin, and it kind of explains why sometimes when you have a fever. Your hands and your feet are cold, too. It's because all the blood's kind of rushing to the middle of your core, trying to, like, increase the temperature there. So that's why you get the clammy, cold hands sometimes, too. I'm going to ask possibly the dumbest question I'm going to ask this year. Is increasing the temperature in a hope to kill any bacteria, or is it just because that's a side effect of everything else? Wow, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, part of part of the way that we avoid stomach flu and and this type of illness is by keeping your food at proper temperatures, um, and so when you violate, the, I mean, that's why there are people that come in and check those yeah. things at, at, uh, Buffet places lines. that serve food, because if you do it wrong, you will get people sick and you mm-hmm. can get a lot of people sick. You usually can't get people sick to the point where they're really going to bite you're people gonna at a party, anybody, but yeah. it's going to, I mean, you can make a lot of people really, really sick. And, um, part of that is not just the bacteria itself. It is some of these bacteria actually, actually they thrive at different temperatures. No, they make toxins. Yeah. They make toxins. Oh. Yeah. Uh, these so are actually real toxins, not the ones that Gwyneth Paltrow talked about <laughs> or the ones that you can expunge from your body with onions on the bottom of your feet, which actually had a patient last week that actually did it. Oh, and if you ever see any of those infomercials with like insert whatever culture, ancient medication and look at all the toxins you pull out of your feet that's not a thing you don't pull toxins out of your feet that's what your uh, it for. does it does not those things do not work and it is not worth your time and money you you can see black stuff on a piece of paper though yes <laughs> <laughs> it's not toxins no it, it, it's it's foot gunk i mean it's probably just a chemical reaction stuff being <laughs> it's yeah. like there's there's so many things it could be you're not pulling anything out of no. your body. Your skin is like basically designed to make sure things like that can't be pulled through the skin. Yeah. But so, in, in so general, raising the temperature, your core temperature is, is to to kill bacteria or kill whatever pathogen you have or make it less likely for it to replicate quickly. Okay. Um in theory it can 
denature proteins and, and affect how it kind of makes replicates in general. Will but. that five or seven degree difference really do that? Because I know that like the temperature danger zone for food. Hi, I'm a guy with a podcast. Of, for, of course, I worked in food service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is like. 140 is the you want it to be above 140 or below 40 i mean so then think think about that it's not like a a multiple degree difference it's a one degree difference like if you are above this you are safe if you are below this Mm -hmm. you are not safe uh and then there's even within that there are ways to be less safe and more safe but there there is a safe temperature that you need to cross um things like pork have a very specific safe temperature because Mm -hmm. chicken because in pork there's a high probability of um, some parasitic worms that you just want to, if you kill them, it's fine. If you don't kill them, your brain's going to have a bad time. It's going to have a, going to have a bad time. I really, uh, I'm not going to talk about how much I like medium pork chops because uh, I mean, that's fine. Like like many things, you know, know your, know your source. Do not buy, do not buy meat off the back of a truck. Yeah. And if you are a person, if you are a person in America at some point, Someone's going to try to sell you meat off the back of a truck. Don't buy that meat. You don't want that sweet meat. It's, it, is not, <laughs> it is not worth the, sm- the small, the the small savings chance. that you will get. Yes. Because you're going to lose a lot in bodily fluids. Yes. Yes. Very quickly. Um, I think it is worth noting that uh, one of the big things is, is actual bacteria to- bacterial toxins. Basically, as some of these, some of these bacteria get shut down, they release sort of their protection mechanism. These toxins can actually last at much different temperatures. So it's like if you can avoid if you can avoid the danger zone, then you're fine. But if you don't avoid the danger zone, then you're screwed over multiple yeah. multiple things. Like you, you can heat it up after that and you can not be able to destroy the toxin. It, yeah. It's very different like after e. the toxin. E. coli is probably the one that we're taught the most about. And that one causes... Oh, me. Jackson, be serious. <laughs> That comes with fried rice. Um, <laughs> There's I, another one called B series. Yeah, Bacillus uh, okay. It was a really bad pun. But that is definitely one that comes with specifically fried rice. That's the yeah. one where if you uh, reheat and then recool rice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's fried rice is like the key. And I don't know why. Probably because the bug because is racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because that's how you get things. Like you have rice sitting around that's not in the, the either hot zone or, or cold, cold zone. Mm-hmm. So it's in the room temperature yeah. zone. It's in the let's create bacteria yeah. zone. And then there's E. coli 051 or 0157, which causes like hemorrhagic. kidney failure and hemorrhagic stuff. But it's really, oh, hip- no, or, uh, it's okay. really kidney failure. These are, the these are like very med schooly questions that, that I get to do. I haven't, I haven't thought about this in a long time. I actually had to think about it the other day and I'm like, oh, come on, med school stuff. You have a new Terrible. residence though. Well, you have medium residents. I have medium residents that are far enough from med school that they don't remember that stuff. But I have to remember it, which is terrible. You remember so would you prefer you remember a medium rare or a medium well resident? <laughs> I mean, it has to be rare. I think no, a, the problem is is when you when you know a little bit, you start to think you know a whole lot. That Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes. That is exactly what it is. And I think with there are exceptions. There are residents that come in and think they know what they're doing. Um, residents usually come in at, and Ju- in the beginning of June, that's when a, a new July. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have residents, so okay. Um, but basically it's like, that's when, that's when new people are in the hospital taking care of people. And that is where you can have a lot of potential, potentially avoidable mistakes. Um, 
but it it also depends on who your residents are and who their teachers are because if you if you have if, a cautious teacher right they will catch those mistakes right exactly you can't rely just on residents to do all this stuff which is what right. i tell my residents all the time is that i'm the safety net to to make sure that we don't lose anything it was all it was always kind of weird to me that there were residents who are i mean you know we're we're in our first year learning how to do stuff and they are people that there are certain ones that think that they know everything and it's like i all i ever wanted was to not be the the stopgap i always wanted to make sure there was an attending or somebody else and yet there is a group of people who are you telling me you want to have the more attending attending yes that's correct <laughs> the attentive attending the super attending i mean as someone who who was training to do family medicine, I certainly don't want to show up in the ER and pretend that I have any idea what I'm doing. But there are residents who will that, do that. That definitely do that. And we I call those the good doctor. <laughs> That's what they call him on that show. <laughs> they also call him a surgeon and, and an <laughs> ER doctor and all sorts of doctors. We sh- I I know we haven't done an episode. We like haven't that done one. a medical drama in a while. I know it's coming and it's scaring me. I. I recommended Doogie Hauser. I like the idea of Doogie Hauser. But maybe when got, we're done with Frightening we've October, some, <laughs> we've got some specific scary movies to do. Yeah, yeah. Then we could do Nostalgia November. Ooh, okay, fine, good, fine. I you guys were all about your alliteration. I, <laughs> I recommend Doogie Hauser for Nostalgia November. Um, can we go back to yeah? Go back to community. Um, what did you think of the doctor suit? <laughs> I thought that was really funny because it's also like, hey, that's a really easy costume. You throw on you throw on a white coat. You don't even have to throw on a white coat that says MD on. You know, just put on a white coat and if you have a stethoscope, you are a doctor. Yeah. You have become a doctor. I think I wore my dad's pharmacy jacket at one point. And doctor. Doctor. Yeah, and doctor. Doctor. Uh, I also it made me laugh that then the banana was a doctor. He's like, yeah. no, 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 I'm a doctor. I, I know enough of, uh, of, of, of you guys now to know. <laughs> of you guys. Yeah. Um, I, was, uh, I was out at a gathering for my work, and, there was a, and the gathering was specifically so that you could get to, you could meet each other because it's a thing that hasn't happened in a long time. And one of the doctors that I met was a ophthalmologist, and he was explaining to me how he didn't understand like how I could do the work that I do and I was like yeah but you touch eyeballs you are you do impossible work so Ew. it takes all it takes yeah. all kinds we all have our niche mm-hmm. and we all have our place in yeah. medicine and he was also telling me like there's no way that anyone could possibly think that you are a hospice doctor and I was like oh, all right i i think a lot of people Thank would you, think, think that you're an ophthalmologist <laughs> 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 probably but he was a very nice guy fair enough i uh, but I, I, I know you enough to know that you would never go to a costume party in Scrubs. Yes. Incorrect. I would go to a, a costume <laughs> okay. party in Scrubs because I would just be in Scrubs because mm-hmm. they're my pajamas and I and the place I live it is okay to wear pajamas. <laughs> I mean, Johnny knows. I hate wearing my scrubs outside of work. I've seen it I, twice. I twice. think I think it also matters kind of what you so so the scrubs that I wear around when I'm being lazy are not scrubs that I wear to work. They're ju- they're like they're actually from residency. They're very comfortable. They've been, they've basically they were stolen from the hospital. They've been worn through to a fine mat. You can like see through. You might them not be able to wear them in public, them up. right? Exactly. And exactly. all the scrubs come from the same place. Yes, the scrub room. They do at come the from the scrub room. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, you would. Uh, it would be a very strange thing to see somebody wear the scrubs that they wore to work and wear them the rest of the day. Although sometimes I do that, but I I also don't see nearly as much goop as Jackson does. So yeah, I try not to as much as I can. But sometimes you want to just see your friends, or yeah. go to a burger place that <laughs> Some, just Sometimes up. you want to, you really want a burger. Yep. Oh, my burger is warming up in my car. I really <laughs> would like to eat that burger. You know what's funny? That was the last time I wore one of the first times I wore my scrubs outside of work to get a burger. Yep. The last yeah. time you wore your scrubs out of the work out of work. I actually went and got a burger. Yep. Yep. I think there's a pattern here. Uh burger I mean, scrubs. Also, the lesson is feed your doctors so they don't have to do that. That's gross. Yeah, but those burgers were Those good. burgers were good. And they I it was fine. Good. It's just feed, feed I, us better. I, I totally understand why there is a group that can like look at someone wearing scrubs and immediately sort of judge them. But also people have very different jobs in their scrubs. Yeah. Um, My dad, a pharmacist, right. had scrubs. But like when I... When I wear scrubs around, they are not the scrubs I wear to work. Mm-hmm. They are they are like my pajama scrub. It means I, I'm still wearing my pajamas. <laughs> yes. That's worth it. That means I just rolled out of bed yes. and I still have not gone more than 50 feet away from yes. my bed. Yes. <laughs> I know that feeling well. You know, you know how far we've gone through this episode? Yeah, yeah we, we've gotten to my second light of notes. We have gone through. I don't think we've hit the credits Four yet. minutes of this episode. <clears throat> perfect. It was perfect. It was great. Um, banana costumes fitting. Yes. I mean, I mean, I just, I, it was the more surprising, like, oh, I'm a doctor, because people often are like, wait, really? You're a doctor? Yes, I'm a, I'm not volunteering this for fun. I, wonder, I am a doctor. I feel like if one day I just, for Halloween, I'll just wear my banana, a banana costume to the and, ER. And just be the, going as that doctor. Oh, I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going as the doctor from community. Yeah. That would be my work costume that day. And just add a bite mark to your ankle. Correct. Um, I did think... Uh, the last episode that we talked about that when we did Men in Black, which I which I enjoyed, but it's another episode where you can kind of see people's skin falling apart and breaking down. They do it at least yeah. with Pierce, especially they do a good job with makeup. Mm-hmm. So he is, I think he I deteriorated talked about, fast. Well, I talked about cyanosis before, so that's a fancy word way of saying like blueness around the the fingertips and around. You can have um, periorbital or I'm sorry, periorbital wow. perioral. Harry oral cyanosis. <laughs> so you could have all of those things, but one of the big ones is like around the mouth. And so he has that. His lips are super duper blue. Um, and he also has kind of this thing that shows up that I talked about before where you can see those underlying skin. Stri- as your skin doesn't do what it's supposed to do, you can start to see those v- the, the vasculature and the vessels underneath the skin. And it starts to become really, really, really prominent as the the blood kind of pools. Is there. it kind of like how the queen looked like when she was about to die? Like, I, d- I didn't see the queen. There was like a prior picture of the death. day before she died, and her hands were super purple. Oh, I, then I'm sure. I mean, that's so. So there's cyanosis and there's modeling. Um, that's probably modeling. That's kind of even more extreme. Cyanosis is just kind of this subtle blue shift, um, whereas. I'm showing Greg a picture. Uh, that's, uh, so that's different. So she has senile purpura on the back of her hands. Okay. So that's just because her skin isn't good at repairing itself. And so elderly people, as they walk around and they kind of hit stuff, mm-hmm. that's it's called senile purpura. Um, often you will see that in the hospital, but it's more because of poking poking and prodding at people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but for just kind of your, your average senior Old. citizen... You can see that on the on the extensor surfaces, so that's the back of the hands and the uh, the forearms and um, and also the shins, right? Those are the places where you just kind of hit your 
yourself. You hit yourself. It doesn't matter if you're younger, but as your skin loses the ability to, to repair, then you start to see that damage build up over time. So Is that's that when you ask someone, like, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> no, that's when you have an older <laughs> sibling who's sitting on your chest, which is a whole other, it's a lot of other problems with that. Fair enough. <laughs> I could not help it when you said when you hit yourself. Uh, Stop hitting yourself. Um, I going back to community, man. It's just tangent, tangent palooza. Um, him going around checking temperatures and just going, "Yep, it's food poisoning." Not all food poisoning gets fevers, is what I've I've learned, uh, especially recently with enterovirus going around the community quite a bit. Definitely. But. When fevers are part of an illness, it is an easy way to do screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as I did more traveling, it's very interesting because most most ports of entry, that is part of how they do their screening. They're, they're using auto screeners. They're, you can even see like the the temperature reading that they're mm. doing on a computer screen. You can like see yourself walking up like, oh, crap, I'm going to get pulled to the side. <laughs> Um, but it's also that's a good it's a it is a good screen right it, it is a vital sign if you're not matching what's normal, then you should at least be pulled away for some secondary screening. Yeah, that has happened to me a few times at the airport now. <laughs> <laughs> it is I've had more trouble with the fact that I'm not carrying a bag <laughs> than anything else. Like that that gets you pulled over. Really? Yeah. For uh, me, it was wearing a hoodie. <laughs> I've not encountered this. Oh yeah, Jackson, you've had problems wearing a hoodie, huh? Not not as much as others. <laughs> Johnny, you didn't have any problems? No. That's surprising. No. <laughs> I, I, I've been fine. I've been randomly selected a few times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, screening is one of those things where we, we, we are using technology to do some of the hard work for us. And then you have to step in and do... The, the next part of that yeah. screening. Like, it, it's, is there a reason that you didn't get right. through the screen? Exactly. Correct. It's And it, that's the thing. Like, that's that's what screening is. Screening isn't, you catch everyone 100% mm-hmm. of the yeah. time. That's your, you are. That's a pretest probability. Right. Actually, yeah. I mean, that is the point of screening is to make sure you don't miss, you you miss nobody, right? Yeah. So you're, you have to cast a wider net than who's going to come back actually positive. And they did a good job isolating all those people until Starburns walked in. I th- I think they did a good job of isolating people numerous times until somebody did something stupid. So that would include Starburns walking in. Uh, that would include a thrown um, ice, skate. Ice, skate. ice skate. That would include Jeff Winger just not feeling it any- anymore. That um, suit was really expensive. It was a nice suit. It, it was, was a nice. very nice suit. But Starburns gets bitten. <laughs> and it kind of triggers the whole thing. Um a lot of hysterical screaming. And then the weird thing I noticed is everyone tried to go for the neck mm-hmm. for bites. But the only bites we saw were bites on the hand. And it, uh, did you guys take notes on what the actual variation was? Like it was a rabies something or another? Mm. It was a rabies-like pathogen that affects the prefrontal cortex, which causes aggression. Eh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that one of the um a lot of things that you will study in med school when it comes to brain stuff is uh, it talks about the frontal cortex. So the frontal cortex is where your um it's where your body ha- does oh it's inhibition. That's thank you. It is inhibition. So the thing that you know, the the story that you normally hear about is Phineas Gage who is this guy who was a railroad worker and got a spike through his head and it destroyed his frontal cortex and he became like a gambling horrible <laughs> addict mm-hmm. who like did when a lot of When you say horrible things. addict, which, Sorry. what did you mean? 
Uh, he destroyed his family. He meant sex worker addict. <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this case, in this case, that's what he meant. Um, because basically, it changed his whole personality. But he became very impulsive. He couldn't control what he was doing. He was. He just did a lot of things that were out of societal norms. In, yeah, it's like your your frontal cortex is what it, it's, it's it a regulator. Of, yeah, it, it puts that li- the thin layer of veneer over this is acceptable versus this is not acceptable. Um, I think we're learning <laughs> we're learning a lot more about it that things are are not quite as simple. No. But it is that is a really it is a very compelling story because evidently this was someone who was very much um, he was very much known and a good worker and like a good quote unquote Christian person whatever and he gets this railroad spike through his head and suddenly. You know, everything you, changes. You can't stop him from doing all the fun stuff. Yeah. So he got very impulsive and just did all this stuff. So this whole virus that they're describing. Also, should, there's pictures of it. You should look it up. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole point of this virus or pathogen or whatever thing that's going on is it basically just made everyone more aggressive. Yeah. But they also forgot how to speak. Um, <laughs> they all had slurred speech. Uh-huh. And then they all tried to bite everybody. Within the course of 25 minutes. Correct. Which, I mean, it's worth it to understand that when there is a pathogen or something that moves that quickly, it does mean that it's going to burn itself out quickly because people can't be uh, infected long enough to really spread it, right? Yeah. Either they're going to recover or die. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, no one died because it's a TV sitcom. Correct. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think, who came up with the plan to mess with the thermostat? Abed. Abed. Because he wanted to break fevers to make everyone feel better. Maybe. I think that's what they... I think I, can, that's what I can see the look on your face that you're not happy with. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, it does... It's kind of one of those things where... I think he said if you turn down the temperature, it'll break fevers, and then it'll kill the pathogen itself, which mm-hmm. makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of the opposite when I hear families go, I sleep without the AC on because it's going to make you sicker. Oh, man, I wish I had AC. <laughs> <laughs> but families will willingly not turn on their air conditioning because they feel like it will get them sicker, too, because the cold will get because the cold will counteract the fever. And then, therefore, your body can't fight off the infection mm-hmm. anymore. Families but are, they're willing to still take ibuprofen and Tylenol, which is literally supposed to stop to. the fever. And I mean, when it comes to the people that are vulnerable to things like a high fever or secondary things that come along with a fever that is that's elderly and children those are people that often do not have control of the ac like so basically you are you are at the whim of people that are are baking are making bad medical decisions correct fevers are not dangerous i will say that till my face turns blue but unless it lasts but heat stroke is dangerous and that's where old people and little kids i mean that's where toddler we Toddlers saw that, and, and the elderly, that's where they get in trouble. And we saw that a lot during the heat wave that we had here in San Diego when I laughed because our heat wave was 90 degrees. I know that it, was... It, 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 uh, it was 90 degrees in San Diego City, but as far as San Diego County, it was getting up to 150. Yes, and people were not sleeping with air conditioning or having air conditioning in the house because they were afraid they were going to get their children or family members sicker by turning it on while they're sleeping, which is not true. Which is right up there with like fan death. Yes, fan death is also another thing that... What is, what's fan death? So there's a Korean myth that if you sleep with the fan on, it circulates the carbon dioxide that you expel and it will suffocate you and kill you. And there are actually public PSAs 
in Korea telling you don't sleep with the fan on. <laughs> That's I'm laughing because of, uh, in <laughs> in sixth grade, my friend Kate and Angela made up this song that was "Don't Get Your Hand Stuck in the Fan." It was like part <laughs> we had they they like made a was PSA. There a dance? No, it was it, yes, there was a dance. It was a PSA for a a book report they were doing, and it's. Of all the things I remember from grade school, I remember <laughs> don't get your hands stuck in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they were just jumping and like not getting their hands stuck in the face. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, valid. It's a valid PSA. Yeah, and it was. It was pretty good. And it was like out of nowhere for a for a video project that they were they were like doing their video project and then the middle of it they just had a PSA about not getting their hands <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally like brilliant. They're style. brilliant. Okay, they're brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to take one thing away from this whole yeah, don't episode, get, don't, don't get, get your hands hand stuck, stuck in the fan. fan. It's very I, I very found the title to this episode. <laughs> oh, there's six. There are six already. Um <clears throat> One of the things I thought was kind of there, there's a in community there's always a lot of um, homages and call outs to things. Clearly, uh, the the xenomorph suit and the the power loader those are pretty cool costumes. I mean, if they were hitting on me, they would have clearly gotten my number. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing I noticed in there is that they mentioned Doc Hollywood, and I feel like that's something that we should probably watch because that's... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like early 90s. It's with Michael J. Fox. I think Woody Harrelson. I know I know Woody Harrelson. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's about a young, basically like a young resident traveling cross country trying to get to a new job as a doctor, and then he gets into a car accident and ends up stuck in this small town be, being their doctor, but also not knowing what he's doing. It's reverse misery. It is. <laughs> it is from Earth, Missouri. He he only breaks so many legs. <laughs> um, but I just uh, that was one of those ones. Where I was like, I've I've seen that before, and that probably we probably should do that. Yeah. I don't know why I've always thought that was a, a western. I mean, I thought it was. No, there's a di- there's also another. There's one where he's ends up in New York as well, but it's like he's he's like in a law firm. It's like the exact same movie. No, that's Home Alone too. <laughs> okay um but yeah I, I mean i think it even has a similar like you know two two word two syllable name and everything but i would watch doc hollywood um we, we've covered one of my last notes on this one which is uh do fevers cause brain damage because that was uh <laughs> don't start that way that, that was abed's <laughs> real concern why why uh was it abed that broke it? no troy that broke back in Yes. Saying they're going to get brain damage if he doesn't turn it down. And I, th- I don't know if he's referring to the fever or if he's referring to the organism or whatever the pathogen is that's mm-hmm. destroying their prefrontal cortex. Because that's how, how I understood it. But I could be wrong. I mean, the thing is, anything that destroys part of your brain, your, you, is bad. your brain don't come back from that. But also, if something's destroying your brain at that point, it's destroying everything else. Yeah. So. It would be weird to have a, a focal... A focal brain destruction. I mean, that's that's like a house MD episode, right? Like, what's causing Isn't him that to do this one are? specific? Prions, yeah, prions are the only thing I can think of. I've literally only read that and not not but heard they, it said out but loud. But also, that's not a focal thing. That's ever that, that's the whole your, that's yeah, your that's, whole brain. That is mad cow disease. I, oh, okay. 
Kuru. I have had more than one patient with mad cow disease. Really? And you have to report that to the county when it happens. And, and then when they die, the county's like, are you sure it's mad cow? Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. make the diagnosis. I'm very <laughs> like, sure. That's, that be, that's because a lot of other people think it's mad cow disease. Yeah. I just happen to be at the end of it. Oh, Kuru. And Kuru. And also Kuru. I mean, that was the diagnosis we always came up with in morning report when we would go over a case. And the first thing someone would just yell is, Kuru. And for those who are listening, wondering what Kuru is, you get that from eating human brains. And that came up on Scrubs, right? Kuru? Yeah. Was it Scrubs or House? (laughs) Kuru? Yeah, as a fake. As a, they thought this was the diagnosis and it wasn't. I don't know. (laughs) It's never the answer. It's 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 never the answer in this part of the country. Yeah. Unless... I don't it's know. Not in San Diego. Not but oh man, the Bay Area. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just one of those things where like it is a it Sorry, is a Bay diagnosis Bay where where it can look like a lot of things. It is the um because it comes with like psychosis and mania yeah. and then loss of motor function. It's it's a very non specific diagnosis until it's a diagnosis. And you can only diagnose it by autopsy. Uh, yeah. It's I it either brain biopsy or autopsy, but probably Autopsy. At just the point much you're ready like to Alzheimer's, it. you cannot del- diagnose Alzheimer's until you do an autopsy. Otherwise, we're just guessing. Yeah, that's it's worthwhile to know that because there's a lot of things. Oh, there's a few things that can imi- uh, imitate Alzheimer's. It's just that you gotta you gotta be able to find the specific cells, and you the only way you can the get old tau tangles. <laughs> the only way you can do that is if you take a sliced biopsy of the brain, and that's not a thing you can do in a person that is alive. Yeah, you kind of need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I just mention the one line that was really funny to me in this whole episode? Nobody is special in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It's I true. Really like that comment. Cause there's a lot of people to this day that still feel like they I'm are not wearing a mask. Yeah. They still feel very special in a pandemic. And that rings so true these days that you're not special. No one's special in a pandemic. I mean, in general, no one is special in medicine. That's how you have to treat it. But especially in a pandemic where you have to do it as a population control, you can't, if you start doing special populations, then you start, then the pandemic starts to squeak out. Well, yeah. you've, you've brought up before that the VIP patients who get the special treatment because, you know, they, they know somebody on the board or whatever, mm-hmm. they tend to have better experiences and worse outcomes. Yep. Yep. Very true. Because we're practicing much more defensively. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's because we're, we're not doing anything to make them uncomfortable and... And We're sometimes that's brain biopsy. Yeah. yeah, that's well, no, that's never. <laughs> We're gonna have to sometimes kill you. That's a, and that's a, a piece of your brain. Yeah, but I think that holds so true. Like everyone thinks, like I can't be the one who gets sick, and those are the first people to get sick. Yeah, I'm still in club Novid, which is ridiculous, and I'm like the one who's exposed constantly to COVID. I'm still not special. I still wear my mask at work all the time, even though. There are certain loosenings of CDC recommendations as of the week we're recording this, but I'm still going to wear my mask because I don't want to get it and then yeah learn and something yeah, bad happens. That's a meaningful thing. Like some people have a different risk profile than what a recommendation might be, and you know that's that's why people just need to calm down overall. Like just because someone's doing something that you don't understand doesn't mean, first of all, that you need to understand it or that it applies to you in a meaningful way so just calm down everybody calm down yes don't yell at strangers is what i'm trying to (laughs) say for whatever they're doing they might be doing things for different reasons that you don't understand uh just ignore it they'll be fine just yes you can take care of yourself protect yourself you can control what you do you can't control what others do 
calm down. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of controlling what others do, do you know what that I love you, I know quote is from? You mean from Star Wars? Yes. Yes. From Empire. Yes. <laughs> it is from Empire before he gets frozen in carbonite. Yes. 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 That's uh that quote, quote has many meanings for me. That'll be on Star Wars Ologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I really like that. I really I mean that's how you know Han shot first. Like that's uh, <laughs> that, that's his response to someone saying I love you. <laughs> he says I know. He cares more about himself. No, he just I mean, he knows what he's doing. That's why he shot Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And also the angle, the angle of the laser. I mean, there's sense. so many reasons. There's so many reasons. <laughs> but that angle of the laser just made no sense at all. This is not a ocular ballistics podcast. Um, so Greg had one important question. I do have a second one. Wait, before that. Okay. Can I just mention one thing? Um, if everyone lost their prefrontal cortex, why does everyone still have their own personalities? Because Annie was reading and Greg was texting. Greg was what? not texting. Jeff was texting. Yes. Jeff was texting. You're just I, that, you're, you're I that mean, beautiful. that was kind of the best part is Jeff is texting, then all the zombie stuff wears off and he keeps texting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very well-written episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they know what they're doing. Yep. Okay. Uh, I do have, like I said, another question. Uh, something called the human centipede bills itself as 100% medically accurate. <laughs> if that's the case, and that's our baseline, how medically accurate is uh, Epidemiology, the Halloween episode of Community. Dr. Greg Winter. Doctors don't wear bananas. I mean, this, <laughs> this feels like a, about the 70% mark. Like, there there are some ideas in there, but they're all of them are wrong. None of them, <laughs> none of them are flushed out in a way that matters. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say 42%, just so Jackson has to write it down. God damn. Why? <laughs> I'm writing it right now, actually, because I have to keep track of all this stuff. I was actually going to say 70. Yeah. Well, well now I'm going to say 70. You're wrong. I'm going to say 70 only because it is less accurate than the human centipede. Uh, a lot of the bleeding made no sense because uh, everyone got bit on the neck and they bit on some real juicy necks. And I've, I think that's because, I mean, another reason why 42%. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, biting someone on the neck looks great, but also it's more annoying makeup to do. So then you end up with a bitten arm. Yeah, that is true. Arm bite. Fine. 60%. I will stand with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you would want to do to make this more realistic? Um, I I think the thing that is the most realistic about it is, uh, so if you watch kind of the classic zombie movies, um especially Nightmare of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. Okay, so Day of the Dead is is an incredible movie that is worth watching. And it's partially because they do practical effects, but they also deal with a real thing about any zombie apocalypse, which is like the zombies are, are tertiary to what's happening. The real thing is like human beings can't deal with... Um, stress? They can't, they can't deal with stress. I mean, think about all the stuff that happened during the pandemic where like literally friends would yell at you for stuff for no reason it's just because like we're not we're not really capable of handling long-term stress and so any zombie apocalypse is these very long-term stressful situations where people are trying to figure out you know are we going to get rescued is this all that they're you know um i think i think day of the dead really that movie's really eerie <laughs> it's totally worth checking out and and although the zombies are around it 
it's during a time when it seems like this particular group of people has sort of their zombies under control and it's just when random humans go crazy and like oh we're gonna we're gonna let some zombies loose inside of our safe area like why would you do that like just because i'm I'm over it yeah which is people just get tired (laughs) time time to go crazy yeah i got nothing yeah anything else we want to add about it other than that day of the dead needs to be added to our um horror movie tober should everyone do their best george takai impression oh my Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this is the best uh, use of George Takai, except for any and all other uses I of love George Takai. And then he and always weighs in. Also, exactly if your name when he it is Takai. But also, if your name. Takai. Takai, I'm sorry. But also, if your name is Kevin, you really should watch this episode. You yes. really should. Yeah. It would be helpful. There's a special gift for yes. all Kevins that <laughs> listen to this episode at the end of this episode. At the very least, you can oh, set up a new community. voicemail. Yeah. And no one will ever listen to it because no one, no one uses voice voicemail yeah. ever. But great episode. I think it's a great way to kick off or continue Hortober. <laughs> kick off for us. But it's a it's a fun episode. It it kind of sets the tone for what horrors we have next. Nice. Do we have well, it's probably not worth talking about if we don't know where this is coming out, but do we yeah. do we have plans I, I, for the well, month? Well, you yeah. recommended Beetlejuice. I did recommend Beetlejuice. We better do Beetlejuice. And uh, we can't not do Morbius. I mean, we are going to do. It's true. It is Morbin time. Yeah, I I think (laughs) so. Here's the plan. I'll just release this uh, this next, Mm -hmm. and then uh, following, it's going to be Morbin time. Okay, sounds good. I better start watching. (laughs) Oh no, we need to watch that one together. You're gonna have to push through it. We need to watch that one together. We need to suffer through it together because there's strength in numbers. There is. I agree. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, uh, we will be back with more uh, frightening content uh next week happy. with horror tober happy horror tober happy horror tober <laughs> 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 <laughs>